The three girls sitting on the wall were at a dangerous age, no longer kids, but still a few years off adulthood. They thought they knew it all as they swung their skinny legs against the warm brick, their elbows touching, their eyes drinking in the world around them. What they had was a six o'clock curfew. What they longed for was freedom, for their lives to properly begin, for all constraints to fall from them like chains. There was nothing much to do except hang out. They had no money and no obvious means of getting any. Boredom coursed through their veins. On Sundays, they were always at their most restless, knowing it was school the next day, knowing that the hours were ticking away and that tomorrow they'd be shut up in a classroom while a teacher tried to focus their scattergun minds on algebra or oxbow lakes or dickens. They were sitting in a line on the low wall near the entrance to the Mansfield estate. Chrissy Moss was in the middle, with Zelda Graham to her left and Dawn Kearns to her right. Chrissy's arms were tinged with pink where the sun had caught them yesterday. Zelda's were smooth, the colour of caramel, and Dawn's were pale, almost white, mottled with fresh and fading bruises. Chrissy didn't ask about the bruises anymore. The blue-brown, plum-coloured marks were always there. Behind them loomed the three tall towers which could be seen for miles. Chrissy gazed down at her pink flip-flops, at the chipped nail polish on her toes, and looked up again. Her Uncle Pete said Kelston was a shithole and the estate was a sewer, a place where all the local waste was dumped and forgotten about. That's when Nan got all huffy. If that's how you feel, why don't you find somewhere else to park your ass? But of course, he didn't have anywhere else. He'd only just come out a jug. She wasn't exactly sure what he'd been in for, a robbery of some sort, but he'd been gone for five years. It was cramped in the flat with him living there. She'd had to give up her bedroom and bunk in with Nan, who tossed and turned and seemed uneasy even when she did finally go to sleep, breathing wheezily into the darkness muttering words that made no sense. Nan was sad at how things had worked out for her kids. She didn't come right out and say it, but she didn't need to. It was written all over her face. Pete, however hard he tried, and it wasn't very, couldn't keep on the straight and narrow. Laura had died in a terrible accident, falling under a train when she was 23. Chrissy had only been four then and couldn't remember much about her mum. All that remained was the photo kept on the mantelpiece, a picture of a young, laughing girl with fair hair flying in the wind. Chrissy raised her hand to her forehead, shielding her eyes against the sun. They were watching everyone who came in and out of the estate, just for something to do, like security guards, only without the authority. Mainly, they were watching the lads, grading them from one to ten. So far, no one had got more than a four. It was a half-hearted sort of game, but it was better than nothing. They knew most of them. Spotty oiks with mush for brains. Boys who once upon a time had liked to pull their hair or call them names, but now just stared at them through wary eyes. The town hall clock struck two, echoing down from the high street. Music floated through an open window. Come up and see me, make me smile. There was no breeze, and the air felt thick and heavy. Frank Yates cycled by on his bike, half raising a hand as if about to acknowledge them 
but then speeding past. One, Zelda said. No one disagreed. The Dunlap brothers mooched past with their hands in their pockets. Three, Dawn said. Maybe. I don't know. Or a four. Chrissy pulled a face. Three, she said. And that's being generous. She wasn't keen on the brothers. They smelled funny, musty, like they'd been left in a cellar for a long time. Carol Harper, a year above at school, waltzed by with her mother putting her nose in the air and pretending not to see them. Snotty cow, Dawn said. People came and went. Nothing happened. And then, out of the blue, he showed up. They didn't know his name, but they'd seen him before. Chrissy instantly sat up straighter. They all paid attention as he approached the estate. 